0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hey
1: Jason, do you remember BPI?
0: Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB.
1: Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention, yoga, wine tastings fun parties, as well as other interesting learning activities. Well, guess what they're up to now? Ooh, do tell. They are now having their own show on ACB Radio Mainstream. It's called Pride Connection.
0: That's great. But what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community?
1: No worries, this is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge portion of BPI's membership. And in the words of BPI's leadership, everyone is welcome. BPI is proud to offer an open space where you can be yourself.
0: Mm, so what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection?
1: Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness topics to LGBT education, technology to advocacy, accessibility issues to everyday topics.
0: So when will Pride Connection take place?
1: Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect, mingle, and learn while having fun. Pride Connection.
0: Join the BPI party every Tuesday at 10 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream.
1: BPI presents Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International, Tuesday at 10 p.m. on ACB Radio Main, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers.
2: Good evening, and welcome to Pride Connections, sponsored by BPI. This is our second show, and we are so glad that you decided to join us. Tonight, we are going to talk about allies. What is an ally? That's the question, and especially if you've listened to our promos and the commercials for this radio show, if you've been to any of our pages, you will see that allies are very important to us. Allies are, for all intents and purposes, people that are either fully visioned and non-LGBTQ, or LGBTQ with full vision, or non-LGBTQ and non-vision. So allies are anyone that are not LGBTQ and have a vision. So... (laughs) (laughs)
3: Are? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Isn't an ally just an ally? Baby. I mean, well, <laughs> <baby. laughs> it mean, just
4: did a whole bunch. Of, it sounded like a song to it. Gabe, what exactly is an ally? So, allies um, are those uh, who are members or friends of BPI um, who are either LGBT and sighted or who are non LGBT and blind. So if you're blind or visually impaired and not part of the LGBT community, you're an ally. And whoever is LGBT or non LGBT with or without sight, you're also part of our ally family. So basically everyone, the core of our organization, of course, is um, an advocacy um, affiliate of the American Council of the Blind representing Uh, those of us who are blind or visually impaired and part of the LGBT community. But anyone else is welcome and you'll get the wonderful title of allies and you're part of our family.
2: I'm suddenly hearing in the back of my head, Joe Cocker singing, I get by with a little help from my allies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the theme of tonight's show. We have a wonderful interview a little later on with a Miss Donna Ellis Those of you that are a strong part of the BPI family know the name Ellis, both Donna and Al. But right now, we wanted to talk a little bit about what the allies mean to BPI and why we say that we're a family and not an organization. Gabe, you want to give us your president's message talking a little about that?
4: Sure. So, um, like Anthony said, those of you who are a part of our family, you know that uh, we're welcoming. We offer an open space, no judgment, to receive everyone who wants to join us and uh, connect, mingle, and learn while we have fun. Um, so, obviously, we, we don't have requirements. Um, as an organization, we do conduct our business with promoting and uh, bringing forth the awareness and a lot of advocacy for those of us who are blind or visually impaired and LGBT at the same time. But when it comes to us as an integral family, when it comes to us as a group, we welcome everyone. And uh, we're happy to have everyone as long as you come with an open space, with an open heart, an open mind, and always full of love for everyone. Um, And we, we, we try to do things, we do things that are uh, we consider attractive and exciting for everyone, so join us here uh, at convention on uh, one of our zoom conference calls where we stay connected uh board meetings which are open, and we also have a fall social networking event um, We always have so much fun, we go to different places, cruises last year we went to denver we 've been to new york um and you know. Once this uh, whole scary pandemic is over, we'll resume that probably 2020. We'll, we'll have to skip our social, but uh, we'll have it back in 2021. So join us. Um, it's, there's always something that we at BPI have for you. And this is a very special year for BPI because BPI changed
2: 20. We have been an affiliate in the ACB um, under the ACB umbrella for 20 years now, and it was with a strong push from some of our allies way back when that BPI was accepted and came into existence in the first place. Leah, can you tell us a little bit about that time period and what it was like bringing AC, bringing BPI in under the ACB family umbrella?
3: Sure. Well, in uh, 1999, the group that is now called Blind Pride International um, was a very pretty small um, uh, grouping of of people, and um, Rob Hill, who was our first president, had been holding some uh, informal um basically meetings that he had gotten put on the uh program i know that uh they were put on the program in los angeles uh and i believe for a few years prior to that i want to say starting in 96 or 97 there were maybe two or three meetings listed on the acb agenda for people that were um blind and part of the lgbtq community so in 1999 that group of people uh decided that we wanted to um try and create an affiliate a special interest affiliate in acb and it was really exciting because i was okay i'm aging myself now Uh, i was 23 (laughs) <laughs> um, and a lot of the discussion around forming an affiliate was how much support we were going to have from the ACB Board of Directors. And that's where the whole concept of allies really came into play, because we really were going to depend on people's um, consideration and respect and uh, ability to to think freely about adopting um, an affiliate and considering our petition for uh, for incorporation into ACB as uh, a a as basically a group representing people that were um, of the LGBT. Um, community and as it turned out we actually really didn't have any major roadblocks in reaching affiliate status i believe we needed um at least 25 members to sign our petition for affiliation um 1999 was an election year for acb president and paul edwards was, um, had, he had basically reached his term limit. He, he was a true supporter of what is now BPI. And he was extremely receptive to, to us wanting to, to form, um, an official group under ACB's umbrella. Um, but we hoped that whoever would take his place in the election would also feel similarly and we were lucky enough that chris gray won the uh, election in 1999 and he was absolutely amenable to um, the creation of a glbtq affiliate Um, initially we were not called blind pride international we were called b flag which sort of uh, came from the the concept of PFLAG, Parents of Friends, Lesbians, and Gays. Um, we were called Blind Friends of Lesbians and Gays. At the time we formed, um, there was a lot of sense that maybe people that were in the GLBTQ community might not want to be out about it, but might be more comfortable associating with a group that in its name did not indicate that someone had to be on the bus, quote-unquote. And we thought, I think, too, that forming an affiliate name such as B-Flag might be more um, acceptable to anybody that might have some reservations about our application for for status. But um, we had a, a reasonably... We had a a pretty easy time in terms of, first of all, getting our 25 members to sign the petition and also uh, receiving approval for our affiliation status request. We really did not run into any major friction, and that says a lot about the alliances that Were formed. We had many allies supporting us, um, not the least of of being Paul Edwards and Christopher Gray. And I apologize, I cannot remember a lot of the names of of people on the ACB board at that that time, at at that juncture. Everybody, for the most part, was quite receptive to us. So allies have always been uh, an essential and integral part of our organization
2: well fast forward 20 years and here we are in 2020 celebrating the fact that we've been here for 20 years we also celebrate the fact that we are the only organized organization of lgbtq low or no vision as an organization um and currently our current president dan Spoon is an amazing ally He loves BPI. He loves the things that we're doing, the partnerships that we're making with other affiliates. And here we are on the radio celebrating. So in the spirit of allies, we have had amazing allies helping us at convention over the years in our wine tastings, in helping to set up the bars and the food and so on and so forth for our mixers and our parties or adult shares, et cetera, et cetera. And there are two names that are pretty much synonymous with allies. Um, Some have said that one of the names, Al is the father of BPI, so to speak, the honorary father of BPI. And we wanted to highlight tonight, those two allies, Donna and Al Ellis. As some of you know, we lost Al over the summer and, um, he will be extremely missed. He will be forever remembered. In fact, there's a volunteer award that BPI gives out in the Donna and Al Ellis name. So Gabe, can you tell us a little about the last 10 years of convention and BPI support with Al
4: and Donna? Absolutely. Um, Definitely with a heavy heart. um, is that I... I say the name of Al, Ellis, because as much as, yes, believe it or not, what I'm going to say is true, Donna, <laughs> Donna Ellis, uh, who is Al's widow, has the one, one of the main ones comforting me when I cry or I get sad about having having lost Al uh, in September, early September of last year. So... Um, Donna and Al Ellis. Wow. Huge names. Um, I was not, uh, part of the leadership of, uh, BPI, but I do know the story. It's a very, very famous story. Um, that was when ACB was hosting convention in Phoenix, uh, which, uh, that's where Donna and Al have uh, lived, uh, for the last couple of decades. Um, and, uh, Don Brown was president of BPI. And uh, he got a lead to contact PFLAG of Phoenix. And uh, I believe Donna must have been the president of PFLAG at that point because I think Donna was the president then Al. Anyway, um, he got a contact from this someone, Donna Ellis, who responded within five or 10 minutes of him sending an email requesting for volunteers. And she sent a list of everything that she was already working on and everything that uh, BPI would have and how no one had to worry about anything. And she literally took over and did a phenomenal job. And after that, um, starting in 2013, I believe, 2013 or 2014, definitely 2014, um, they never missed a convention. They had their uh, little Prius full of stickers pride, support, and (laughs) love is a family value, and all of those, Um, they would ride on their Prius for endless hours, sometimes days, to follow us wherever convention was. And they would just own the BPI suite. They would always uh, help us out with setting our events, uh, cleaning up afterwards, collecting tickets at the door, welcoming people, engaging in fun conversation. Um, They would uh, help us prepare whatever we were doing, serve wines in our wine tasting events. Uh, Just phenomenal people did it with so much love and uh, so, so much of of a welcoming mindset for everyone. They had love for everyone. And then they ventured out whenever they were not doing something with BPI, they were out and about at the convention floor helping people out um, doing sighted guide for those who needed taking people to the exhibit hall with them. Um, And they became well known all over um, ACB conventions. Um, It was a surprise, for example, to have them in St. Louis because um, Al had suffered a, a stroke from which he recovered. They couldn't drive that time. They flew. These people were just the the heart and soul of our suite in uh, conventions. Um, hence what Anthony mentioned, we have, BPI has a special award called the Al and Donna Ellis Award for Volunteers. And, um, now um, donna is excited for 2021 uh she says she lives up to that moment when she will get to hug and kiss and party with all of her bpi family they're very active they used to be very active in the community donna still remains very active with their local p flag they have an lgbtq daughter they're not only allies of bpi but they're allies of the lgbtq community nationwide and that they're always active. They're always participating in in a march or they were always, you could always find them volunteering in in a pride um, event or in a pride festival. Um, They're always, they were always doing something. I I still cannot get used to the fact that I'm just speaking for Donna and present, because Al, like Anthony said, Al will, will live forever in our minds and in our hearts. Um, we, we really uh, dedicated so much love to them. And boy was it correspondent. They have so much love for us. They, they feel part of a family. They, they, they say it. And they have always told us that we are their family. And uh, the other interesting thing uh, and I, we hope we could have done more them but um they are honorary lifetime members of bpi and again backing going back to the recurring theme they are allies they're allied members and they're just a role model of love and dedication devotion for bpi and for anyone who comes into their life
2: i was going to say before we go to the interview itself you spoke about their Wonderful love, their openness. Um, And a lot of it came across as the way they volunteered. But the stories that you guys shared with me when we heard about Al and, and stories that I've heard about Donna and so on and so forth, most of them are about advocacy and listening and sharing, joining in with the family during the events, sitting in and talking about the shares and the story slams. And so being an ally isn't only about volunteering or or adding support to the organization it's about
4: being part of the organization and loving for love's sake as well yes yes and and they embraced the spirit of bpi um they were definitely not just a simple volunteer who would help us and then leave or help us and then retreat to their own room but they were—they would—they would be—they would, be, would always be fully integrated, like you said, Anthony. They would always share with us. I mean, you'll hear in the interview with with Donna so so many of the funny anecdotes. They were—they are delightful people. Donna is a delightful lady. She's so knowledgeable. You can talk about any topic with her. So was Al. Al was uh, a little bit more quiet and reserved, but with such a loving presence. And Donna is just a mother. Donna is just simply a mom. <laughs> Um, I would. I, I had a, such a wonderful connection with them, particularly. I feel so, so uh, lucky to have been able to share rights with them. They would take me up and down any city where we were and having convention to buy stuff or to get wine for whatever event or whatever it was, sometimes to buy a DVD or a CD when back in the day we were still using CDs. <laughs> Uh, or to get anything, anything, anything you could possibly imagine, even personal stuff, they would take us all around town, we would share dinners, go out on um, off site events, and uh, they were just a family, they were part of the family there was that 's why to me, it was very difficult to envision convention without their participation to me it was uh, i don 't know it was it was it was a heartbreak, and I know convention. We will make great conventions but they will always be missed and and i'm so looking forward to 2021 because donna is just she can't wait for july of 2021 where we visit phoenix and those of you who haven't met this delightful lady this mother of bpi please stop by and say hi because this is an amazing ally not only to the lgbtq community not only to bpi but also to the blind community they became so knowledgeable to the point that donna whatever she brought i don't know how this lady managed but she had it braille if she brought menus if she brought something (laughs) from her hometown Mm -hmm. she would bring everything braille for us amazing amazing people so uh, tune in for the interview it's 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 an awesome interview and um 2021 donna my dear if you're listening to this which i know you are because you follow us and you follow acb radio um, much love to you and always much love to Al. Absolutely. And they most
2: indubitously stand out as the absolute tip of the top cream of the crop of Alice. And that's the message that we want to send out at the beginning of this show. You heard the promo where we're talking about. Do you have to be LGBTQ or have vision issues to be a part of BPI? And the said steadfast, solid answer is no. Our family is an open and loving family. And we're highlighting Donna and Al this evening for all the wonderful things that they've done for us. But we're also honoring all the allies that are a part of our group, a part of our family. And lately in the shares, in this hard time that we're living through, We've opened our shares up to all of ACB and a lot of times we'll get someone in. who says, well, I- I'm not really cool, and I wasn't sure if I should come, but it was such an interesting topic. So we wanted to do this show tonight so that all of you out there listening understand you're already a part of our family. Come on in, enjoy, have fun with us, advocate with us, and let's get through these hard times together. Let's, uh, Take it away to the interview. This is In the Spotlight. And for our inaugural podcast, there really was no choice or argument as to who we'd like to feature for our first In the Spotlight segment. Tonight, we're speaking with Gabriel Lopez Cafati, our president and all around awesome guy. Hey, everyone. And we are also speaking with Donna Ellis, who most of you don't need an introduction, but in a moment, Gabe will introduce her more formally. Hi, Donna. Hi. Tonight, we are highlighting Al Ellis, Donna's husband, longtime supporter, friend, member, ally, and all around father figure of BPI, Al Ellis. Gabe, if you don't mind, would you tell our listeners, some who know and some who may not know, who Al is and why we're honoring him this evening?
4: It's tough to try to convey in a sentence or a few sentences the figure of Al Ellis. Donna and Al came as initially as volunteers to one of our conventions. I was not still fully involved with BPI at that point. I think it may have been 2008 or 9.
5: It was either 8 or 9.
4: So our convention was being hosted in Phoenix. Don Brown was uh, I think back then president of BPI and he got the lead from someone to contact a certain Donna Ellis, who was very active with P Flag Arizona in Phoenix. So apparently she got back to him within minutes telling BPI that she had everything under control, volunteers <laughs> and uh, logistics for the BPI convention in Phoenix. And apparently it was... Overboard. They had so many things arranged for BPI. So Al, also a huge figure in the LGBT arena, not only in his state, but wherever they go. He was just a great supporter and became a fatherly figure. Since then, they kept following BPI on their beautiful little Prius, <laughs> surrounded with <laughs> HRC stickers, rainbow stickers family is a gay value sticker, rainbow flag, you name it, bumper <laughs> stickers, everything. Al became, together with Donna, they became a figure of convention, a, a BPI institution where we could not have a convention without them.
5: You could have had a convention without us, but we would not have let you do that. We loved supporting the convention and it was, it was something that we loved to do so much it meant as much for us as it did for you. And we loved every minute of every convention we did. It was so fun for us. And for two who lost our only son in 1981 we never knew we would have so many wonderful sons and daughters in LGBT blind pride we love every one of you and coming to convention every year meant more to us than you will ever know I cried every year when we left as you well know I was always crying when we had to leave but Al loved coming, and we had so many fun times. We laughed so hard every year, staffing the bar, making the booze, making the drinks, and uh, Al was always at the door taking the tickets for the events and helping in any way we could. We loved it. We had so many fun times. The year we were doing uh, one of the um, party nights when we had the little um, earthquake in Nevada.
4: Oh, in Reno? Oh, my God. In
5: Reno, yes. and That and was the light
4: 2017.
5: <laughs> and the light fixtures all started to shake, and I thought, oh, my gosh, are we, having, are we having an earthquake? But none of the dogs were acting strange, and I thought, well, the dogs would know if we were having an earthquake. We had so many fun times. And one of the funniest things was when Al and I first got to the hotel and you were walking down the hallway and all of a sudden Posh saw us and she leapt forward and ran down the hallway and ran to Al.
4: <laughs> yes, she did.
5: Ran all the way down the hall and she left you. I was I terrified. Remember. I would just leave you to run to Al. But Al. Love this group so much, as do I. I always will. It's a part of our lives.
2: Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. When I opened the segment, I said that there was absolutely no question what the first in the spotlight would be. And it initially was going to be in the spotlight for you. And Al, in a way it is, but sadly, when we were in Denver during the fall BPI social, we got the news and immediately we knew that this first podcast would be in memory of Al. I never met him. I'm I'm new to BPI, but through Gabe and through everyone who just shared story after story after story was what amazing, fun, love, good listeners... (laughs) I walked away thinking to myself, how sad I'll never get to know him in person, but thank God BPI had you guys and have you now.
5: I'm so sad. I mean, I was 18 years old when I married Al, and though I'm grief-stricken that I've lost him, Uh, It's hard to be grief-stricken for too long because I feel so grateful that I had almost 58 years of a good, loving man. And how many people can say that they have had a partner, a good, loving person in their lives for 58 years who loved them unconditionally. It's hard for me to feel totally grief-stricken because I feel grateful and happy that I had that kind of a relationship. And so really most of my days are spent feeling grateful rather than sad. I've had a lot of tears, but I, I'm more grateful than I am sad. He was a good man, and not too many people can say that. So that's the way I feel. And uh, BPI was so good for us. You know, you're grateful to him, but he was also grateful to you, and I'm grateful to you too. <laughs> we, we gave. But we got too. we got something from you that you will never know how much you gave to us too.
2: Thank you. We believe in in circles. There's no beginning. There's no ending. It just shifts and it continues to circle. Your BPI family, and I say this as as representative of BPI, your BPI family loves you, loves Al. And I wonder if you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little bit of yours and Al's history why let our listeners know you guys a little bit more for those who might not know you as well as Gabe does.
5: Sure Uh, we both were natives of Kansas City Missouri and we met uh, when we both worked at Hallmark Cards in Kansas City. Al was at the time in the advertising department and I was in the lettering department and there was 10 years difference in our ages. Al had been married before me and had um, been divorced. I didn't know him when he was married. I was only 18. He was 28. And uh, I began to bowl on a bowling league with the women in his department. And they all said, gosh, have you ever thought of going out with Al Ellis? And I thought, well, who is that? We somehow got together and it just clicked with a, a single dad raising his two little girls all by himself. And they were five and eight years old. And I just loved the fact that he was a great dad and a really good man. And we got married three months after we met because we just knew it was a right fit. And we lived all of our lives in Kansas City until he retired. In 1992, we bought a motor home and we traveled the United States. We had two other children. We had his two daughters, which became my two daughters too. And then we had a daughter together and a son together. And our son died in nineteen eighty one. He was a teen suicide tragically. He got into drugs and alcohol and we didn't realize it. We drank, but not, you know, excessively. Most of the time I should say. Occasionally I had little laps. <laughs> we traveled in our motorhome and just fell in love with all of the country, but especially out here in the West. And after Al retired, we liked Phoenix, and I really wanted to get out of the winter, and so we found a little tiny house here in Phoenix and moved there. But when Al had his first stroke down in Chandler, our three daughters, two of them live back in in the Kansas City, Missouri area, and our lesbian or bisexual daughter lives up in Las Vegas. So we didn't really have any family here at all. We were isolated. Um, But after Al had the first light stroke, I thought it would be better if we moved to a senior living community here in downtown Phoenix. So when you come to Phoenix for the convention, I will be very close by where you're going to have the convention. And I will be very handy to the convention and can come back and forth <laughs> and have the convention very easily. Here's the Senior Center, and it is a great place. I'm studying Spanish. I'm taking <laughs> beginning Spanish. And uh, by the time you get here in 2021, I should be able to communicate pretty well. It's a great place. This this really is a diverse senior community, and um, it is a wonderful place to live. And I'm so glad we moved here before Al had his final stroke. We had no idea he would have it. But he died very quickly and very peacefully, and I'm so glad he went without pain. And that gives my heart a pleasure to to know that he didn't suffer. Um that would have hurt me much worse than anything if he had suffered. I intend to live my life. I know he would he would not like it if he thought that I was suffering. I do not intend to sit home and cry and well, that's about it. I don't know what direction my life will take, but right now I'm, I'm piling through piles and piles of paperwork with social security and health care and all this other stuff, but I don't intend to do that forever.
4: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, we all, those of us who know you for years, my dear, we know of your involvement <laughs> with the LGBT community, and we know that you're active. I love how you say my LGBT family?
5: Oh, it is my family and it will always be my family. And I will never not be, well, if I ever not, am not active, I think I will die. (laughs) Because (laughs) it is my way. I will never not be able to be active. And um, because it's my heart, that's where my heart is.
2: Would you share one of your favorite memories of BPI Al with us?
5: Uh, one of my favorite funny memories was when the the year that um, they were going to have the naughty party and um, <laughs> of yeah, all, all of the little uh, prizes and stuff didn't come in, and they wanted Russ and Ron and Al and me to go to the adult bookstore and find the prizes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think that was Houston, was that Houston, I think, and uh, we thought, oh my God, where are we going to find a the, the adult bookstore, but by jove, the four of us went out and we found the adult bookstore. I'm not the adult bookstore, the adult, book store, the, adult um, <laughs> the adult prize store. And we walked in and we had more fun in that store than than you can imagine and we got the prices and, and we laughed all the way through the store and we had such a good time in fact i think that was the night that we had the naughty party and the chandelier started to move and we had the little <laughs> that's earthquake.
4: that's exactly right that's when you guys went shopping for <laughs> <laughs> for our novelties for the prices yeah. that we were giving out and, uh, and that, that, that was
5: we never had a convention that we weren't laughing all the time. Just one little memory: the first convention that I think we ever went to, where I stayed in a hotel. I didn't understand because I had never been around a person who was blind before. The lady who kind of helped raise me when I was growing up was deaf, and so I knew de- I knew some. People who were partially deaf, but I had never really been around a blind person. And so when uh, Don Brown said, Would you come and help us? I assumed wrongly that we would be helping poop dogs (laughs) 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 and the little menial chores. I had no idea we'd be mixing drinks and I had no idea what we'd be doing, but we were laughing with everybody. I mean, It was just amazing how wonderful everybody was. And so when we got there, but Al and I got a hotel room, and we got into our room, and I was trying to figure out how to to run the shower in the hotel room we were in. And I could not figure out how to run the darn shower nozzle. And I stood there, and Al heard me cussing
0: (laughs) because (laughs) I (laughs) couldn't
5: work. And I said, well... How do these blind people manage to get these showers to work when here I have two eyes, I can see this thing, and I am unable to get this thing to work, and I can see it. And (laughs) here are blind people, and they cannot see this dang thing. Al's laughing at me. He's, He's cracking up that I'm standing there cussing, you know, but we totally misunderstood you know how independent and how wonderful each person is that you could come clear across the country to a totally strange hotel and manage each of you for yourselves. We thought it was the most wonderful group of people we had ever met in our lives. And we still feel that way. I think you all are the most amazing people I've ever met. I think you're wonderful.
4: Thank you. I just want to give people uh, who are listening to us and who did not have the wonderful opportunity of meeting Al, first with a physical description, tall like a statue.
5: But he was a very kind man. There was nobody that he didn't like. He never really said a bad word about anybody, except maybe a certain political party.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
5: I didn't want to say it out loud for fear some of us are on in that party. He, he said it privately. He didn't do it publicly, though he really was for equality for everyone but not hate not hate in for anyone he he was a very gracious person he truly was a very gentle man
4: oh my god that's a perfect word gentle very kind very gentle very quiet but when he had something to say the world (laughs) the world would hear all of a sudden, probably uh, we were at the suite, we were struggling with something, we were scrambling, and we did not want to bug Donna because Donna, like she was saying, uh, at the beginning she didn't know what they were going to be doing. Well, let me tell you, they mastered the art of bartending, mixology, wine pairing, you know, adult party, everything. They mastered everything. And they they worked like a clockwork. We had to worry about nothing. They took care of everything. They basically took over. We didn't want to bug Donna while she was either slicing strawberries for a wine tasting or (laughs) mixing a huge batch of whatever drink we were preparing for that evening or Mm -hmm. fixing hors d'oeuvres. So we were struggling with something and all of a sudden this massive, silent, calm shadow would come behind us and say, do you need my help? (laughs) And that was (laughs) kind, gentle, sweet Al. And he would show up out of nowhere, quiet, silent, very, very soft-spoken, very, very like wind, (laughs) and just show up whenever you needed something the most or someone the most, and there he was. I remember, I don't know if you remember, my dear, this time it, it was, I remember because of the name, it was Dallas. And we had a very, very successful adult party that night. It was, it was a huge <laughs> crowd, and everyone was, was having fun. And as, a, as an icebreaker, we decided that we had to come up with a naughty name that we would use the entire night. And uh, we were going around, and everyone was saying their naughty name, something that represented them. And here comes Donna.
2: <laughs> and she says her naughty name,
4: for, her naughty name <laughs> for that night is going to be Donna Dos Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is gonna be better. The room goes quiet, and it's Al's turn right after her because they were always standing together. When they were not working in each part of the in the different parts of the suite, they were together. And he comes and he says that his naughty name is gonna be Al does Donna in
2: does
5: <laughs> he was famous for that unawares when we were very first married we had just gotten to bed now we weren't having sex or anything we had gotten to bed and i plunked down on the bed what i had just plunked down on the bed and i said oh my lord and al said without taking a breath he said oh you can call me al when we're in bed (laughs) he was actually hilarious he was just hilarious
4: very knowledgeable very knowledgeable when you would start a discussion especially around equality and lgbt topics both you and him i mean but he had such encyclopedic knowledge of all lgbt topics he would bring clarity to many subjects especially around subjects like (laughs) like trans concepts and things that people are sometimes ignorant or confused he brought so much light having conversations with Al was a delightful experience Al and Donna Ellis became the volunteers of volunteers they traveled miles and miles across country in their little Prius following BPI non-perishable goods like paper cups paper plastics knives drink dispenser, yeah, whatever we had, they would carry from each convention back to their home, save it for us, bring it back. And Donna would send me an email a couple of weeks after convention what we and tell me, we have a hundred plates. We have a pack of napkins. We have two rolls of paper towels. We have a box of, of disposable <laughs> forks. We have this, we have that. We don't need to bring this. I'll bring a knife. It was, it was. So
3: so we wouldn't
5: have to buy it and spend the money to buy that stuff again. Because every year before that, you were having to buy that stuff all over again. Everywhere we went, yeah.
4: You guys did start a movement that um, we, we, we do have our our volunteer program that has been named after Alan Donna Alice. Uh, We have this program where we give an award to an outstanding volunteer and our award is called the Al and Donna Ellis Award for Uh, Exceptional Volunteer. It's just your legacy to BPI is going to go through ages because uh, no one outside the organization embraced us and embraced our group and gave so much to our group like you have done and like Al took with him all these memories and all the friendship and all the love, love, pure love yes. that we had for him, like our father. Oh,
5: I know. He loved it. He did. He absolutely did. There's no question. He took it. He took it. He loved it every year or we wouldn't have done it if we hadn't loved w- what we did and we we received from you. We got more than we gave we did. We loved it. We loved it every year,
2: and we still love it. If you could say one last thing to Al on behalf of yourself and BPI, what would you? how would you thank him? What would you say tonight?
4: First of all, we love you. Um, a, a piece of our heart will always be yours. BPI will always honor your contributions, your memory, the love that you had for us and for our group. We have so much love for you, Al. And uh, you are truly a father for each and one of us. You are truly a father for BPI. And if nowhere else, your memory, your name will live as long as BPI lives.
5: Oh, thank you. That was absolutely beautiful. That brought tears to my eyes, but that is the way we feel. BPI is truly our family. That sums it up. And we've always felt that from the very first time here in Phoenix, it was like instant family. I never laughed so hard with each one of you, but I never cried so hard when I had to leave you guys. That's the way that goes. Donna,
2: I'm going to close tonight with asking you if you and Al could say one thing to the listeners out there, about the love of themselves and striving forward, taking those huge risks of coming to things like convention. What would your message, Al's message be to those out there who may may never have done it or those who continue to do it every day?
5: Cherish each other and don't be afraid to give because it's when you give to somebody else that you get back. There are people who do give, uh, not just give money. Uh, Money is is one thing but giving time and energy really is the bigger cost but giving your emotion and your energy you do get back something that is even more than what you've given and uh it comes back in memories i mean really all when somebody leaves you when somebody dies when somebody goes all you have left are wonderful memories and in the end It's not the money you've given that you remember. It's all those good times that you shared with people like we have with BPI. I treasure all of our good times that we've had with you. And it might've been work, yes it was work, but it was also fun and I cherish the hugs. And I'm looking forward to all the hugs that I'm going to get in 2021. I love you guys not just the guys, the gals too.
4: And we love you like you have
2: no idea. Gabriel, Donna, I wanna thank you so very much for speaking with with us, for sharing all the love. This This isn't a memoriam, this was an absolute celebration. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for
5: celebrating Al's life. It was a celebration in itself, but it's a celebration
3: now too. That was a phenomenal interview, Gabe. And Anthony with Donna Ellis. Uh, we are really looking forward to seeing Donna in Phoenix in 2021. And we're looking forward to seeing all of you. Even if we don't see you in 2020, we're still at this moment waiting for a decision on the uh, 2020 convention in Schomburg, Illinois but if we don't see any of you there we look forward to seeing everybody in 2021 when BPI is 20 plus 1 <laughs> i can already Legal. see the that's right i can already see the uh, i can already see the t-shirts and the logos whenever we see you we will have an exceptional time and it'll be a party so i want to th- i want to thank everybody for participating in tonight's program uh, our president gabriel lopez Cafati. thank you gabe
4: thank you our Leah.
3: wonderful secretary and co-host anthony corona
4: thank Not you anthony with
2: the damn virus
4: <laughs> <laughs> and thank you I all know. like leah said welcome welcome everyone and uh, Yep, if you're an ally and (laughs) want to participate and want to support us and be a member, please feel free, blindlgbtpride.org.
3: And thank you, of course, to one of our favorite allies, Tim Cummings, for the exceptional engineering of this program. For Pride Connection, I'm Leah Gardner, and we look forward to seeing and hearing you next week this time at this same place
2: have a great week everyone
0: do you remember BPI? Oh yeah, Blind LGBT Pride International. They're a special interest affiliate of ACB.
1: Yes, they are the ones doing all these cool things at convention. Guess what they're up to now? Do tell. Their own show. It's called Pride Connection.
0: That's great, but what if I'm not a part of the LGBT community?
1: This is a show for everyone. Actually, non-LGBT and non-disabled folks are known as allies, and they are a huge part of BPI's membership. Everyone is welcome.
0: So what kinds of topics can I expect from Pride Connection?
1: Fun and relevant topics for everyone, from blindness to LGBT education, technology to advocacy.
0: So when will Pride Connection take place?
1: Every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to tune in so we can all connect and learn while having fun. Pride Connection on On ACB ACB Radio Radio Mainstream. Mainstream. You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, go to blindlgbtpride.org. Someday
0: we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and